podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Ashwin. I'm joined by DJ, of course, who's usually on with me. And we have a very special guest. Jared Kimber is joining us. He is uh, obviously one of the the founders, I guess, of the network 99.94 DM, which we are obviously on now. And he's been on the show a few times before. Jared, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. Oh, happy to be here, guys. Lots happening in the world of cricket. There's feels like every time I log on, there's some different T20 league. I got confused this morning between the the two Delhi Capitals franchises in South Africa and the IL T20. And I was like, I just need a break from T20. So <laughs> this week, we're here to talk about test cricket. Many of you have been asking us for previews, just what's going on. I mean, we are, I'm just, DJ, how are you feeling? I'm fired up to get back into test cricket mode. The games aren't the best time zone for me, and I'm still so excited to watch some some action in whites again. Yeah, super excited. It, it's like um, a, a replay of about two years ago when the World Test Championship was coming up to uh, its conclusion. India needed to win, I think, against England um, to make the finals. We're in a similar scenario, again, with India needing to win the series. Um, Australia, I think, are sitting uh, pretty in the final, almost but kind of one foot in. But, um, yeah, border, border Gavaskar is always special. Um, we saw down under in Australia. Uh, if you haven't heard the episode about the Gabba, go back and have a listen. Go back and have a listen about... Um, we spoke to Bharat Sundaration about all that. But, I mean, it's test match season again. Enough with the T20s, the ODIs. This is this is the real stuff. This is where the hardcore guys wake up early in the morning and watch watch cricket. At least in my case and probably Jared's case as well. It started at 4.30 yeah. a.m. For me, it starts at yeah. 10 p.m. So I'll watch the first session unless it's on a weekday, weekend and maybe I'll try to watch more. Right. So we're going to jump right in and talk a little bit about the Border Gavaskar Trophy. Four tests coming up. A lot on the line for both sides. More for India which is going to be interesting to see if Australia has their foot on the gas quite as much because there's so much history and rivalry, arguably as big as, as the Ashes almost. We're going to spend the, the first little bit talking about Team India and the second half talking about Team Australia. So let's start with the fact that both teams have four wins in their last five test matches, right? So recency and from a test cricket standpoint has been in both teams' side. Jared, I'm going to come to you and ask about Team India really quickly, right? So there's been... A lot. There's been a lot of noise about the top order. Mm. KL Rahul has just recently gotten married, so hasn't been playing as much white ball cricket. And so, so some questions are: Does he walk right back into the red ball side? Shubman Gill, who we spent probably m- most of our last episode talking about, uh, has has been kind of in and out. If you're the Indian Indian selection coach or Rohit Sharma, if you will, selectors of Rohit Sharma, where do you go for the top order? I'm not going to ask you about Kohli, Pujara, Rohit, because those guys are going to walk in. But mm. where else do you go? from a top order standpoint. Well, I would assume that Shubman Gill comes in. I don't think that's any problem. I think that we I, I think that we could keep it more an interesting conversation perhaps than than the top order. The thing is that Indian fans who are obsessed with India have been going on and on about this top order for a while now, almost oblivious to the fact that no one since 2017 in the world has made any runs in their top order, right? Like you know, it, oh, Virat Kohli can't make 100 for years on end. It's almost like there's a global drought and everyone's struggling to make runs. Um, and so I think that's probably obsessed about a little bit more than it needs to be. Um, you know, I, I think Rahane had probably played, you know, 
played himself out of the side, especially unless unless they need him as a grizzled vet when they travel to someone like England or New Zealand, right? Um, but yeah, I think uh, play, I think players like Shubin Gill are probably there and thereabout. Shreya Sai is injured, isn't he? He's, is he definitely out? That for the first test, at least. Yeah. So that was a big piece of news. Then I think Gill and Rahul and and who? I guess the question for me then for for you from me is who opens versus who plays five, right between Gill and Rahul. Yeah, I would have assumed if if it was me, I would probably get Gill to play five because I think KL Rahul is probably he's one of those players who's probably not elite at any one position, maybe outside of opening T twenty in the franchise sort of um, situations, but. He, he's got the ability to play one through six, right? One through seven, I suppose, if you ever want to slap the gloves back on him and have a good laugh. But, um, you know, from, from that perspective, he can bat everywhere, anywhere. Whereas I think Shubman Gill, especially at this point in his career, probably needs to open. Um, so I would probably go with that as, as my lineup. But I don't think there's a wrong answer there specifically, unless, unless, unless the pitches are, you know, um, slightly more juicy. And if that was the case, then, you know, you might think about having the – more structurally intact opener, maybe you know, maybe then you would have Shubman Gill ahead of Kyle Rowell in that case. But pr- pitches probably aren't going to be like that anyway. Yeah, I'm very interesting, DJ. Let me ask you really quickly: Is it Rohit Rahul, as kind of Jared has maybe suggested, Pujara, Kohli, Gill as your top five, and then and then talk to me about this? There's three there's three keepers in the squad, right? If you want to count Rahul as one of them, but I don't no want him does. running the gloves. <laughs> I don't want him running the gloves, especially not if he's opening. Um, Ishan Kishan, and then Shrik K.S. Bharat. So DJ, where do you go with the keeper and, and that slot in the in the top order? Yeah, so let's talk. We haven't even talked about Sky, who's in this in this squad as well. And he would be the natural successor to, to Ayer in a way. Plays spin really well. He was the only guy who could play the spin in, in that uh, horrific T20 series that we sat through with those two. Yeah, first. but how good are the Aussies spinners anyway? We're not we'll ask Jared about Schwepson and, <laughs> and, and okay. Gary in, in the second, second half. half. But yeah. to, I mean, if you'd asked me this question and, and India were touring, I would have said Gil bats at five because I think he's suspect against the moving ball. I, I, his technique lends itself to being a middle-order batsman. And I see him long-term as a successor to, to Kohli, which I've said many times on the show. But that said, he is in incredible form. And I mean, you pick players that are in form, con- his confidence is great. So... For me, Gill should open with Rohit for that reason alone. He didn't have a great series with England, the four-test series we played. He didn't do that well. But for me, the form that he's in, he scored a double century, he scored a century, he scored another T, he scored India's highest T20 score, which you're just like, this guy, he's an anchor and he's not even the best one we've got and he's gone and done that. But in the form that he's in, I think for me, Gill should open the batting. And conversely and perversely, that means... If I are sitting out, the toss-up is between Rahul and and Sky for me. And I think, I actually think Sky, what he showed is that he's a better player of spin and he, he bats we, in the Iyer mode more than Rahul does. But are we going to have this India politics dynamic a little where, which we had with Rahane before, which was vice-captain, right? Rahul is our vice-captain in Test Cricket. So do you leave him out? He's been, <laughs> he's been a captain, <laughs> but he's he hasn't played. He hasn't played, and that's that's the circus that Indian cricket is, right? You play your players that are in the best form, giving you the best chance to win. Is Rahul going to give you the best chance of winning a test match against Australia? That is the question you have to answer. And for me, Sky gives you a bit more. And and three episodes ago, we were saying, why are we, why are we trying to get this guy to play test cricket? Because he's the best T20 batter in the world. But now with Ayer out, 
they kind of play a similar game in a way. So, I mean, Jared, Jared you're the expert. So. Yeah, Jared, your thoughts on Sky really quick? Uh, I haven't seen him play enough red cricket to... Nobody's seen know, him play test I mean, cricket. you know, unless you've been hanging around in Ranji games, uh, what, four years ago, um, before he was good maybe even, when he was playing a lot of Ranji cricket, right? So it's a really, really tough one. I, I don't think KL Rahul is such a bad player of spin that... Nathan Lyon specifically is going to do that. If, if you do think, well, Nathan Lyon is so good. Remember, he took an eight-wicket haul um, at Bangalore before, like, and he's a, he's a top-quality player. But he doesn't have two and three, you know, he doesn't have Akshar Patel and Jadeja behind him, right? Like, it's kind of, it's much more of a one-man band from that perspective. That, I do find it funny that India is the last country that gives a shit about vice-captains. You realize that, right? Like, the rest of the world has completely moved on from vice-captain uh, my, my favorite story, I think Bharat um, uh, Sundarayson talks about this all the time, that Travis Head was named the Australian vice-captain, was dropped, and no one ever mentioned again that he had ever been vice-captain or that he was vice-captain. So I, don't, I honestly don't think you can pick a team from that. But uh, I, I've, I don't – I think if you're, if you're really worried about – if you're really worried about spin, maybe sky's the way to go. Um, but I almost see Sky as maybe someone who might come in when you know the conditions are going to favour it. You know, there might be a game where Australia do pick three spinners, for instance. Maybe then you pick your spinner. But uh, so you, your 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 specialist. Don't think that's going to happen straight away. I would assume, although the Cameron Green injury does throw things up in the air a little bit. But I would assume that it is much more likely that straight away um, Australia is going to go with their seam a little bit heavier. Very interesting. Lots of questions to debate. Before we talk about the Indian kind of middle middle order all-rounder and bowlers, I have a quick trivia question for you guys. And I'm going to try to weave some in to the course of this episode. Among this, Hopefully this is an easy start. Among current active players, which Indian player has the highest number of runs against Australia in Test cricket? I'll let you guys each go. And if you're watching us live on YouTube, try to chime in in the comments. Uh, maybe um, you can help these guys out. It should be Kohli, isn't it? But I think it's Pajara, isn't it? DJ, do you have a guess? Um, active Indian cricketers. Um, I'd say I would have gone with Kohli as well. So Jared gets a point. I'm not keeping track, but in case anybody is, it, it is Pajara. Pajara has 1,893 runs to Kohli's 1,682. So it could oh, flip the series. Kohli's yeah, well. louder. <laughs> Well, yeah. interestingly, <laughs> and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give away my next trivia question, but Pujara has five centuries to Kohli's seven. So yeah, total runs. Yeah, I thought of Kohli, and he had one series where he scored four centuries in four tests. But then Pujara had that 2018 series, right? Pujara batted for uh, nine days in a test at Ranchi once. He, only, he probably only made 50, but he was batting for <laughs> a long time, from what I can remember. Yeah, I'm not even asking who's faced the most balls. I didn't even know that. That's that that for sure. I think that's in that test in Ranchi, he faced. I might get the number wrong, but it's something like 266 balls from Steve O'Keefe in a test. Uh, which is, you know, there are people who've played fine careers as bowlers who probably haven't faced 266 deliveries in total. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's been. I think in India, he's been a lot stronger against um, Australia. Not stronger, but, you know, a lot more consistent against Australia than Kohli probably has been. And that's probably why. And we notice the runs in Australia, but they usually, you know, Kohli's runs have probably maybe come in sprees that we all remember, whereas Pajara's probably chipped in a lot more. And as you said, the 2018 series where, again, he didn't make many runs, but he was out there for a long time. Yeah, yeah and yeah, he, he made his debut against Australia as well. I think 72 in the fourth innings is, is what he got to win the game yeah, I think you're right. over India. 
And uh, Ashwin, I, I realized we haven't answered the wicketkeeper question, so yeah, uh, that's me. my fault. <laughs> what do you th- What do you think, Kishan or Bharat? For or me, does, it's Bharat. Th- do they surprise us? It's Bharat. It's okay. Bharat, and the reason for that is simple. You can get away with playing a not so good keeper in in shorter formats. Well, you you don't want to drop Steve Smith or Manus Labishain in in a test match in India, and it's hard. I would have even gone back to Saha if you'd asked me. Really, I mean, he had a he's a pretty good wicketkeeper on these tracks. Yeah, and but assuming the tracks turn, you need a proper guy behind the stumps. And Bharat was sort of next in line to punt anyway. I'm 100% with you. I think that you pick your keeper in these conditions. What we assume will be these conditions based on wicketkeeping prowess, not based on. Can they hit not not only just batting prowess, but specifically can they attack and score quickly, which is what Kishan's known for? Let me ask you about Jared. I'll come to you now about this crazy middle order spinner kind of conundrum, or middle to lower order, right? Ravi Ashwin, I think, I think walks into everybody's side here, mm-hmm. short of any injuries. And then you have this Jadeja who's coming just back from injury, Akshar Patel, who, I mean, just picked up five for his willy nilly in India in his early in his test career. Uh, and so those three, and then you kind of weave in Kuldeep, who's not obviously as good a batsman, a pretty good batsman, maybe an eight or a nine, but not as not good enough to bat at six or seven. How do you how do you navigate that as you think about the team selection? I think in, I don't think in India it's a problem at all. Um, I think the bigger problem is that Jadeja and Ashwin can bowl all day, and we even saw with Akshar. Was it? I'm trying to think. It was Akshar? Who was the third? Spinner was a giant Yadav that played was, in the test match against yeah. New Zealand, yep. Yep. and there were times where I was like, they actually actively <laughs> made their bowling worse by giving him the ball. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good bowler because I think he, he took wickets in the, in that match, and they did it with someone else. They might have done it with Washington Sundar at one stage as well. And again, I'm a huge fan of him, but it's like Ashwin and Jadeja could bowl all day, and Akshar Patel's pretty fit as well. I know he hasn't been tested, test in, test out, you know, going around the world, but. I, you know, I would say he's pretty fit. And you look at it and go, why would you take them off? And it might have, it might have even been a game where Akshar was bowling and, and they had someone else on. I was just like, what are you doing? Like, this guy is averaging negative seven. Um, so I don't have any problem with it because in India, um, Jadeja bats seven, Ashram bats eight. Uh, sorry, Jadeja bats six, Ashram bats seven, and, and Akshar bats eight. And, you know, your batting's fine, right? Like, that's a good six, seven, eight for Indian conditions. And then you've still got flexibility if you want to, you know, pick a risk, um, spinner in later on, or if you want um, a seamer, if you want to, you know, if you want Jadeja can bat at five there and you can put the wicket keeper at six or seven, you know, you have, I think you have flexibility in that situation if you want to do it. I don't think they'll do that though. I think they'll probably go with two specialists um, and move them down further. But what, what what's Ashwin? Probably... 28 to 32 average in in India as a batter is my guess, right? And if if that's the case, he's fine as a number seven. Uh, I, I don't see any problems with that, especially if you've got Akshar behind him. But yeah, it's um it's a good problem to have. I can't see. I, I think the problem with the four spinner lineup is just you know spinners aren't spinners don't like bowling eight overs and then sitting around for 30 overs waiting for the ball to come back to them especially in india once you get the ball thrown to you you just want to get into a rhythm and and try and make it work you want the odd break and and all that sort of stuff but um i worry about the four spinner lineup but also i'm not sure they particularly need it dj it's an interesting idea out of having those three and you could go those three at six seven eight and then three quicks arguably you just get exponentially more options if akshar and Jadeja are six seven, 
and Ashwin at eight? Or do you, you know, to Jared's point, you play around with that. We could keep a slack. But I don't think they'll do it either. But what, what would you do? What is your thought? So for me, I think the keeper would bat at six because Pant would have probably batted early. You could, you could swap Jadeja with them. But that, that leaves sort of five bowling spots, right? So Ashwin takes one. Jadeja definitely takes one. Uh, you got going to have two quick. Shami, Siraj, they fit. That really leaves one spot. And for me, it's Kuldeep versus Akshar on that spot. It's not really Jadeja versus Akshar because Jadeja's better at well, he's batting. He's got to play as a bat, isn't he? So yeah. it, that's what I, I think I don't there's, have, yeah. there's an element of fitness for Jadeja, right? It remains to be seen if mm. he's deemed 100% ready to play. Took a seven for the other day. You'd, you'd think he's, <laughs> he, you know, he's a little bit fit. That's fair. Yeah. So, so the question is, are you going to put Kuldeep back straight away after all the issues he's had recently? Or will you go with the sort of sidearm Akshar Patel, arm ball goes on, bowls people out in two days. And for me, that is that is the question left in the lineup. It's not Jadeja versus Akshar, it's actually Kuldeep versus Akshar for me. Very interesting. Um, no love, DJ, for my my favorite, Omesh. And then, of course, you one of your favorites, Jadeva Nardkat. I mean, I think I think Shami and Siraj walk into the side as a, the two lead but I just wanted to see if it's a long long series right and and you have personnel changing over over series as we saw in the last series where there were 20 players and literally each everyone in the squad played plus net bowlers etc I suspect if pitches are batting they're good for batting Shami and Siraj will be rotated over the four just because of injuries and workload management and stuff Kuldeep I think will play at least one game because he brings that. I mean, wrist spin. Everyone loves wrist spin, and he's his left arm, right? Left arm wrist spin is is pretty rare. So, and he made his debut, I think, in Test matches against Australia in the last uh, he Border Gavaskar. He's a much better bowler now, really. I mean, so I mean, he just is better now than he was back then. The only other thing I would say is, if you're going to play him, I would probably play him in the first Test because my guess is that Ashwin will have destroyed so many left-handers by the end that they'll be playing more right-handers. And you probably prefer that Akshar bowls when they when they suddenly try and jam right-handers into their batting order and that Kuldeep bowl, uh, plays when you've got more left-handers just because of the, the direction that the two of them spin the ball. So that would be the only other caveat I would put in there. Yeah. Are there any any day and night test matches in this series? Do, do we know? I don't think there is. is There's there? no pink ball this time. I don't believe so. I'm pretty that sure goes against Akshar Bogai because he yeah. loves that. Well, that's that's a fair point because that you know you probably don't need a wrist spinner for a ping ball game, do you? But yeah. um, and on you, these you'd other quite like to have Akshar, I think. What he did last yeah. time. <laughs> All right, um, very interesting. I think we've you know some great comments coming in too. So keep sending them in. If you're live on YouTube, like and subscribe uh, helps us grow as always. I'm going to wrap up the India section with a with a, one more quick question. This one is hopefully also pretty easy for you guys. Who is, among India and Australia test matches, who is the highest wicket taker? And I guess I've given it away by telling you that it's an Indian bowler. But between India and Australia test matches, who is the highest wicket taker? DJ, maybe you guess first this time because Jared gave, gave it's me last time. Anil Kumble? Jared, you have a guess? Oh, sorry, DJ. I just He cut out. I missed his answer. What was it? He said um, Anil Kumble. I went with Kumble. I would have, was it in India or just all together? Altogether, India oh. versus Australia. Then not I assume, that sophisticated. Yeah. Then I assume it's McGraw? Uh, it is not. It is Anil Kumble. 111 oh, wickets. So you guys are tied. It's one all. 
Coming in second place is Harbhajan Singh at 95 and Nathan Mayan. But pre-DRS, right? <laughs> yeah. Harbhajan pre-DRS. Harbhajan got all the wickets before they could review. I knew Nathan right. Lyon was high up. And I don't think Ashwin's that far from that list either, is he? Isn't he he's in the 80s? Five, he's five from the way. He hasn't taken many five. in Australia, right? I think he took mm-hmm. some in Adelaide in 2018. But apart from that, he hasn't done that well down under. All right. That's a good good kind of India discussion. I mean, if you feel, if you're listening and feel like I'm, I'm pushing us along, it's because we could probably spend three hours talking about just Team India. But we want to make sure we put aside some time to talk about Australia. So we're going to take a really quick break. We will be right back to talk about the preview of Team Australia for the Border Gavaskar Trophy, which is coming right up. Hi, I'm Nikesh Raghani, commentator and host of the India on 99.94 podcast. Several times each week, my co-host Sarah Waris and I will be bringing you the very best in Indian cricket chat. Whether we're discussing the legend of Julan Goswami, KL Rahul's strike rate, the men's T20 death bowling woes, or the latest controversy involving the BCCI, we've got you covered. You can listen and subscribe via your usual podcast provider. Just search for India on 99.94. You can watch us via YouTube and you can download the 99.94 app. If you love Indian cricket, then join our conversation. Welcome back to the Edison Sledges Cricket Podcast. As we talk about Team Australia, Jared, it feels like to me, similar to what has happened with with India in the past, going into this series, headlines are a little bit dominated. Well, they're kind of dominated by two things. I was going to say mostly dominated by injuries, but they're also a little bit dominated by this this lookalike bowler they have found (laughs) who can imitate Ashwin's action. And so maybe maybe I'll ask you about that first, because it's a little comical to me, right? Like, if this guy could bowl like Ashwin, why wouldn't he be at India's test? I don't. I know nothing about it. There's no discredit. But is this just a PR stunt, or are they really trying to get Steve Smith some practice against a guy who can imitate Ashwin's action? Or yeah, I think on? I think the way it was reported is wrong because I saw Ben Gardner from Wisdom going, "Oh, they've made a guy bowl like Ashwin." This guy isn't an imitator, um, as in you know, <laughs> it's not like he learned how to bowl like Merv Hughes or anything, and he's doing it in the nets so he looks like Merv Hughes. He's a guy who has copied Ashwin's action. Right. And and has the similar mannerisms. And from that perspective, it's no different than all the years when people would come to, you know, Australia and, you know, they would ask for Stuart Clark and Ashley Nofke and Steve McGoffin. And have you got a six foot five, six foot six um, skinny guy who seems to ball around? Right. So in some ways, it's not particularly different. I think the interesting thing is here that you have someone who has copied his action who is good enough to play first-class cricket himself and, and will give them some practice. And, you know, uh, I can't remember one of the Australian reporters was saying that this guy could clearly bowl. This wasn't just you know, some dude they found off the street. The other thing that hasn't been reported, which I think is far more interesting, is that Ashton Agar and Dan Vittori have been bowling in the nets like Jadeja and Akshar Patel, right? That is actually more, that tells you, everyone's like, Ashwin's in their head. Look what they've done. It's like, no, they just found a guy who bowls like Ashwin. They did, they're getting Daniel Vittori to dust off his spikes um, and try and bowl with a low arm action like he's Jadeja. I'm assuming he's Jadeja. I, I don't know out of him and Agar which one is Akshar and which one's Jadeja. But um, look, when, when, I, when I work with T20 teams and, uh, you know, you, in the UAE, you get this like, UAE is like candy shop for me as an analyst, right? You go in and there's like 20 guys around the nets and they all bowl different things. And literally I would get them to bowl some balls or just talk to them and be like, 
in the next game, we're playing someone who bowls back of the hand slow balls. I need you to go out there and every second ball needs to be back of the hand slow ball. And of course, they go out there and the first thing they do is bouncer and the next one's Yorker. And I have to pull them out and go, you will not be bowling again today if you don't bowl back of the hand slow balls. That's what the boys need to practice against. That's what you need to do. This is just doing that on the next level. It's proper. It's funny that people think Australia is shook. This is what you should do. I mean, was Tendulkar shook when he dug up the outside of leg stump to practice for Warren? No, he was preparing for what Warren was going to do to him, right? Um, uh, so I, I think when you get beyond the, the first thing of, uh, you know, they've paid, uh, you know, it's like the pack bean, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, this, the, the second class, the second class Ashwood to come in and you actually realize what they're doing. It makes sense. Um, you can't prepare for Ashwood. It's, the same way that you couldn't prepare for Murali and you can't prepare for Warren because if someone else was on that level, they would already be playing test cricket, right? As you said, or at the very least, they would have been playing for a lot longer. And you, maybe you can maybe you can replicate his action and maybe you can even replicate his flight or something like that. But if you could do all the things that he could do, you would be him. So um, I think it makes sense, but it also shows that these sorts of things happen all the time with cricket teams. When India or Australia play with each other, literally a player could scratch his nuts and we'd get five days of content out of it. It's, I'm actually, I, I miss going, I haven't been to India in a long time. Um, and I, and I, admit, uh, I think I, I missed the 2018 and I missed the, um, the other series as well. But from a perspective of, oh my God, am I going to have to deal with idiots on Twitter all day thinking that Steve Smith is, is hacked to pitch? Um, you know, or what was, the, what was the one that the Australian um, writers went with last time, that the pitch was doctored by a metal thing? And it's like, it's freaking checking the moisture, right? You know, and I've already seen what Ian Healy said, Australia will go okay if the pitches aren't doctored and they don't spin too much yeah, because they don't spin in India. Um, and then and because uh, you haven't lost the, the two last series in Australia, come on, man, that was just a dumb comment. But it's all dumb. It's yeah. all dumb, yeah. right? And 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 India versus Australia is our dumbest cricket series. And so this is a perfectly normal story that I promise you around the world, if you are facing, you're facing, if you're facing South Africa in a Test series and you have the ability to take a six foot five left armor um, on tour with you to bowl in the nets, you do it. Because of Marco Janssen. Marco Janssen isn't in your heads. It's just that if you turn up to Cape Town and the tallest left arm bowler they've got is five foot three, <laughs> it's going to be completely useless for you, right? So this is what teams do now. But it just shows that everything is so heightened um, and silly when it comes to India uh, versus Australia. If you if you remember last time, 2016, um, I'm pretty sure that the one of the major Sydney newspapers wrote a whole article comparing Virat Kohli to Donald Trump. I mean... <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's the world we live in. Yeah, I mean, well said. I think, thank you. That was a good summary. As much as it's entertaining for all of us, it is It is a little bit of garbage. DJ, I'm going to ask you quickly about Healy's comment because he did basically say something to the effect of if India makes fair pitches and Australia win, basically, to me, it almost sounds like somebody who's trying to hedge saying, hey, I know we're going to lose and then I'm going to be able to blame the pitches later. Should like, Unfortunately, that, that the Healy family has not kind of been in the press for the best reasons lately. Uh, with some of the stuff going on with Alyssa and WPL and all that. But let me ask you, DJ, about Ian's comment, right? What Every every team makes pitches that work for their favorite home, period, right? Yeah, they, or if they don't, then they should be. Because it's, <laughs> it's pretty silly not to be doing that. I think, honestly, some of these older Australian uh, cricketers who are very good cricketers, excellent cricketers in their own right. Of course, Ian Healy is pretty much legendary status in Australian cricket. They get a little bit irrelevant as they get older and get out of the um, limelight. So it, it it sounded like a little bit of a wanting to stay relevant type of comment. It, it's really a nothing 
comment if they make fair pitches australia win which the only thing that that made me think actually and i haven't watched the amazon prime um, test documentary australia have won a hell of a lot of shit in the last few years they they beat pakistan in pakistan they've beaten sri lanka in sri lanka they're a good test match team i mean this is not this is not and they they in the image of pat cummins and it's it's got a slightly different feel to it than the teams that have come out here in the past with like homework gate and like all of that when all of that stuff 2012 when dhoni took line apart in, in chennai and it, it all kind of goes from there but this is, feels like a team that's that's together we they even managed to get usman khwaja into into india despite being uh, having visa problems and it seems like a team that's happy in its amongst itself at least from the marketing that we've got so i would ignore the ian healy comments but it seems like these guys have done the hard yards um in the other tours they've done and this is their their most difficult test a lot of these guys haven't played before in india someone like manas has never toured india steve smith averages more in india i think than he does in his over his career which is like 60 something which is which is crazy because he's he's a freak and he's he's settled into his skin and he's probably found his hand and his feet and his whatever else so this is this is going to be a tough it's going to be a tough tour and it's going to be a tough fight it's always a tough fight and that's why this series is you said it's it's like comparable to the ashes i think it's better than the ashes because the teams compete in both countries australia compete when they come to india and india compete when they go to australia unlike the ashes which is just like england get flogged every time they go down under and australia do well or or compete when they come to england so that that series hasn't had that competitiveness for a long time um so no yeah. the comments are the comments there will be stuff i mean you need drama you need sure. build up you had glen mcgrath saying 50 before every series right so it's uh, just yeah. one thing on the healy comments it's worth putting them in perspective from an australian point of view australians don't doctor pitches right and there's a reason australians don't doctor pitches it's because they're pre-doctored nowhere else in the world has australia's bounce right the only way you could doctor an australian pitch really would be to take the bounce away because if you put sideways movement on whether it be spin or 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 seam australia would probably be worse right their big advantage is that everyone else is coming up uh coming up and playing forward to balls that are hitting the top of the bat or having to deal with uh you know that the consistent bounce of not just pace either of spin so when you hear an old australian player doing that it's just because we don't think about it the same way that in new zealand they do think about it they they think about okay well australia's coming over let's make sure we have you know an extra inch of grass and maybe we'll be able to you know nip them out with, with clever seam bowling or and whatever else and and other teams do that you know sri lanka don't have to well not all the pitches in sri lanka have to turn sideways right like you but they know that's an advantage for them and they go whereas australia have never had to do that because the pitches are so odd compared to the rest of the world yeah. uh and and it's a huge huge advantage and always has been now i think that's worth pointing out that doesn't mm. forgive um the nonsense because then you know i'm not going to forgive the nonsense it's, it's a stupid comment and uh actually one more story that you guys will like 2016 i turned up in pune i got off the plane uh got got my train down to pune um while i was on the train i got contacted by two people in in australia um set up saying ah oh, the dunnus mate this pitch is going to spin sideways you got you got to write about this and i replied back going i mean it's india did you not expect the pitch to yeah, spin of course it's going to spin and then and then uh the next test was the next one in bangalore uh, bangalore yeah the yeah, second one was, was yeah. so pune was um was steve o'keefe wasn't it 
Yeah. So yeah, next so one was Bangalore. in Bangalore. Next one. And the same thing happened again. And of course, I did nothing. But all, most of the other Australian journalists did. They went hard, hard on it. Ah, oh, India, India, India have done them over here, all that sort of stuff. They also, if you have a look, did the same thing for the Ranchi test. And I remember a couple of Australian journalists coming up to me and going, look at the color of the pitch. And I said, well, what does that mean? Ah, oh, it's going to spin sideways. I said, why does a brown pitch mean it's going to spin sideways? What are you even talking about? And, and I know this for a fact that senior players and coaches had told them that and they had believed it. And I think three wickets were taken in Ranchi um, over five days, as we discussed earlier, right? It, 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 I think it helps them with the kind of underdog narrative. That's the way they like to go in because they used to go in as the bullies, right? And I think they do like that side of things. I think if you talk to, you know, Andrew McDonald or George Bailey or some of the more sensible people, or Pat Cummins, I think they'd, be, they'd hear Ian Healy's comments and just be like, uh, we're just going to go yeah. and play cricket. We're going to play cricket now. Okay, Boomer. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's good. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Very interesting, and and then lots to double click on Team Australia. What I think really interesting, and I'm just going to ask both of you, is I don't think there's any question about the top five, which I don't remember the last time I saw this in Australia. And maybe I'm wrong, but if I have Warner and Kawaja, <clears throat> Marnus Smith, uh, and Travis Head, and then probably Alex Carey. At six, am I missing something? Do, I, do you change anything from that, Jared? Does Matt Ranshaw got to look in in the top few, or what, like how uh, do you think about that top order? I don't think Head's going to play. I don't really? think Head was brought over to play. Could be massively wrong, and they might have seen him mm. in the nets. And, and I'm not over there, so I don't know how he's preparing. George Bailey put out some comments, and I've talked to some other people around the camp before that I thought the theory with Head was they would take him over to get exposure. But the idea of them playing that many left-handers and Head being a particularly uh, one who struggles against in Asia in general. The reason Head doesn't have an IPL contract, right, is because of the way he plays spin. Um, he's quite clearly an IPL-level hitter of the ball, and uh, especially with his bowling and his fielding, right? He's a really good package. He's not over there because when Bangalore had him, they saw him in the nets and were just like, what the hell is this? How do we work with this guy? And he's got better, but no, I don't think – I think – Hanscom, who hasn't made any runs since he was last in India, really, in, in first-class cricket. I don't think he's had a year averaging over 40 since he was last in India. Um, I, I think the fact that Hanscom is there, if you remember, Hanscom played that incredible innings where I can't, I can't remember if it was Sean Marsh or who the left-hander was at the other end, but it was actually in Ranchi when they got that draw on, on the last day where he basically played from both ends um, to get them into – and it was a brilliant, brilliant innings. Uh, I – I'd be shocked if head starts. I wouldn't be shocked if head plays because if things go poorly, anyone could play, right? Like, especially if Cameron Green is injured, because that is that is the thing that might change the the head situation. I I, I think at the moment, but I wouldn't have thought that uh, head was an automatic selection unless uh, something has massively changed in the last four or five days that I'm not aware of. No, that's interesting. For me, I'm not as close to the specifics of uh, you know the Aussie training camps, but for me, just based on the back of form, I think he's averaged sixty in 2021, 50-something in 22, on the back of form, he walks in, but that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So, and then who do you, let's talk about the bowlers then, right? Like this is where it's a crazy toss-up for Australia. So, uh, Is Kerry no? the keeper? Alex Kerry? Yeah. Definitely well, another lefty. Keep you, right? Yeah, that's, what, that's their problem. Everyone's left-handed. Like you talked mm -hmm. about Renshaw. Renshaw, I think, has the best record against Ashwin of any left-hander in the world, by the way. Now, it's based on couple of tests in India and I don't think he played him in Australia. I can't remember. I'd have to, I'd have to think back to when, when he played in Australia. Um, but he played Ashwin brilliantly 
in and no one ever else has. That may sway their thinking, and there's no doubt they would have seen those numbers. In fact, I know they have because um, one someone from the camp sent me a comment about the video at the time, going, "What? Why is Renshaw number one here?" But uh, so from that perspective, that will be interesting. But yeah, the, the problem with Australia is, and Nathan Lehman and and, um, and Ben Jones wrote a whole book about, well, not a whole book, but a whole chapter in their book about Australia just keeps sending left-handers to India and losing. Uh, how many wickets did you say Harbour had again? Um, you know, these things aren't an accident. And so Kerry is, I, I mean, I'm not sure he would be my wicketkeeper in the test team, but they love him and he's a plucky guy and he'll sweep and sweep and sweep and see how he goes. But there's a lot of left-handers there. Warner's not particularly good. Kawaja will be tested in a way he probably hasn't been so far before. Um, and, yeah, it, you know, if if they bring in Renshaw, then you've got Carey. He's got, still got head, um, uh, you know, around there as well. It's not ideal. <laughs> it sounds like Jared thinks this is going to be Smith and Labuschagne versus the rest, you know, versus India. Honestly, I mean, that well, that's what Gre- it could come down. Yeah, I think if Green was fit, yeah. that, that would be a big – I mean – if you if you're Australian now and there's any injury, you're just hoping it's to a left hand and not a right hand. <laughs> so so let's talk about the bowling options then. No green, no Stark, no Hazelwood. Yeah, so, green, Green's still fifty fifty, isn't he? I think the last time I checked, or is he dead out now? I think he. I thought I thought he was out of the first. Okay, game, but, then yeah, okay, then that's I bad. Could be wrong. <laughs> um, as of yesterday, he's made significant progress, but still, so maybe still fifty fifty. So no Stark, no Hazelwood. I personally. As much as I love watching Scott Bowen and Bowl, I do not think he is a threat in India. I, I do not so, think. No. Yeah, okay. So, so just stump to stump kind of bowling doesn't work. Talk to me about Lance Morris. I don't know much about him, but everybody says he's got that kind of lightning quick, which 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 has worked in India before, but may not over the course of a five day match versus a white ball cricket. So, what what do we think about this guy? I don't know much about him. Yeah, he's fast. Um, I mean, I'd probably if. I don't know if Jai Richardson's fit because I think you need a website. Is Jai Richardson fit um, <laughs> that needs to be updated on a daily basis? It makes Jofra Archer look like an Adonis, if we're being honest. I think you probably prefer Jai Richardson, um, who has a brilliant first-class record. I mean, he's barely ever played first-class cricket because, you know, the thought of four days horrifies his body apparently. But um, he would be a very good player and he would should fit in very well. I'd, if he was fit, I would have him a bit above Morris or Boland. So he's not he's not fit, but he's in the, yeah, he's, in, he's, he's playing big over, bash. He's not in the squad. No. Yeah, I don't think he's over there. Although, having said that, that was before all the latest round of injuries, so they, yeah. they might have to not bring up um, a couple and, and no Nisa as well. Is he yeah, so I don't I don't think they need Nisa and Boland. I think that would be they probably only need one of those as a backup, right? Um, and maybe now they're thinking with Stark and Green are, are not around. Nisa might have been the better option just because. He's not an all-rounder, but his batting's, you know, as good as Starks was three years ago before Stark got really good at batting again. Um, Morris is just quick at the moment. Uh, he's exciting. There's, uh, I don't know if he's a better bowler than someone like Jai Richardson. He's probably slightly better than someone like Riley Meredith, especially in red ball cricket. There's maybe, you know, having a look at the highlights of him, there's a little bit more to his bowling um, than than just being uh, fast in the way that maybe Riley Meredith is a little bit more like that. Um, I can't see how – I don't think he's quite fast enough. I'm not sure he's – do you remember – I'm, I'm trying to remember if it was – it might have been Pakistan, but Nokia very early in his career went to India or Pakistan and bowled 90 miles an hour dead straight and people just hit him straight down the line, right? 
And now Norkey's a much better bowler and be much more interesting in those situations than he was back then. I, I would assume that Lance Morris, he's not even at the level of Norkey. Norkey was pretty experienced cricketer by that point. So, yeah, maybe for one test, if you want to get crazy, I don't think they want to start off with him. I think if you were building it, if you're building it from scratch, knowing you were going to lose Hazelwood, Green, and Stark, yeah. you probably want Nisa and Jai Richardson um, in the squad um, if that was the case. But you know that's what happens on tour, right? You don't have that that kind of flexibility, and they probably wouldn't have expected to get this many um, bowlers injured. So look, it's a problem. I, bowling's really interesting. I've been watching Boland for for over a decade, and I think he didn't bowl in Pakistan, and my old man was really upset. My, my, you know, my old man's Victorian like me, so it could have just been Victorian-based. But he, he said that he thought that Boland is such a smart bowler that if you threw him into a situation like that, mm. he would work it out. But I remember people said the same thing about Stuart Clark, and I don't think he ever took any wickets in Asia. And mm. Scott Boland's clever. He's not Stuart Clark clever <laughs> with the ball. So I do worry about that, but... Uh, I'm not sure what they can do. Um, may, and maybe the for all that, maybe Green's just a bigger issue, right? Because Green gave them such flexibility. And, you know, unless they bring in Aaron Hardy or someone like that, again, who's not with the squad, I don't believe, um, they don't have any flexibility with another all-rounder to come in. So they're massively um, undermanned uh, and not as flexible as you would want going into the first test of a major series. And, and we also know that obviously India have inj injuries as well, but they can probably cover them better at home. Yeah, I was going to say, we also know a thing or two about going on tour and losing all your front yeah. line bowlers. <laughs> so we've done that before. Um, so just quickly then, Jared, your number seven through 11, no question about Lyon, obviously no question about Cummins somewhere in there. Who are the other three? Yeah, so I think of, of the players are over there, I, I think Boland just is an automatic um, and I, my guess is that, especially now that they don't have, if they don't have green, that, that they probably prefer to use maybe Manus and they might now need head, by the way, as the other spin bowler. And then you would, then you would use, um, and then you would go in with, uh, you know, maybe someone like Morris or I'm not even, I'm, have they got a backup backup seam? I'm trying to remember who's on the trip uh, because they've got so many injuries now, but uh, somebody they, named. Todd Murphy, he's a spinner. Never mind. So Todd Murphy's an off So Todd, he's no. a really good bowler, and he might end up being um, Australia's best spinner uh, after Nathan Lyon. There's, very, you know, really, really big fan. But he's another off spinner. And so, so Gavin Roberts, Gavin Robertson, Gavin Robertson, Nathan Lawrence. I think he's. I think he's got a little bit more talent than that. But yeah, but the problem is, you, this goes back to what we we're talking about before. You go to India, and Australia picks two off spinners. And then they play a bunch of right-handers and they're not Ashwin. So it doesn't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So you, I don't think you can give Lyon that. So then then maybe you look at, because they're looking for the, maybe if they're looking for a little bit of all-round heft, Agar's not an all-rounder. He's not even an all-rounder light. But again, a, a bit like Cummins or Stark, he can hold a bat. Yeah. But he also they takes it the other him. way, unlike, unlike yeah. the off-spinner. So you've got I, Nathan Lyon coming in and you've got, and you've got a lot of right-handers in the Indian lineup, right? Exactly. So, I, I, look, I don't think he's going to take a lot of – he's not going to be like O'Keefe. O'Keefe was a proper spinner and dominated Sheffield Shield cricket for a long time as a spinner. Agar – I remember when Agar was first picked because he made that incredible knock at, at Trent Bridge. But when he was first picked, no one ever said he's such a good bowler. Everyone kept saying, what an athlete. What a natural athlete. And mm. he kind of – he's kind of like a smart athlete, if that makes sense. Like you look at him and he moves around the field brilliantly. He can field really well. He can bat really handy and he's clever with the ball. But he's not really dominant in any one skill. Swepson is the wrist spinner. Uh, 
look, he's bowled well for Australia at times, and he's done. You know, he's probably from the wrong state to be a spinner um, up up in Queensland. But look, he's not bad. But I just struggle to see how Murphy, um, Agar, or um, Swepson are going to be taking more than six or seven wickets a game. And so, you know, unless you're you know looking for a Will Somerville type bowler, which maybe Agar is the uh, a perfect opportunity for that. Um, I just wonder how much uh, they're really going to get out of sort of any situation with those spinners. But having said that, there may not be any may not be enough uh, pace bowlers fit, so they just have to chuck a spinner in. DJ, let me ask you. Do Marnus, Steve Smith, and Travis Head get to ball in the first couple of test matches? Do you yeah. think there's going to be a situation where we bat we bat out so many overs that they just start throwing? Yeah, hundred And they're not bad. I mean, Steve Smith and, yeah. and Marnus love a Shane can bowl. They're decent. Steve Smith started life as the next Shane one. Let's never forget that he, he started life as the next Shane one in 2010 in the Ashes. He played in the middle order and he bowled leg spin. And he's a good bowler. He, he takes wickets. Joe Root's taken five for eight. In India, the last time uh, he played here, mm. so I wouldn't write any of these guys. And and Labuschagne's just irritating, so I think he'll win some. He gets some batters out just by being annoying and uh, with with his comments and stuff. I think it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic kind of series. It, it, I'm already thinking back to 2017 and the brain fade and the Maxwell versus Coley and the shoulder and uh, all of that stuff. I mean that it's it's going to build up again. It's going to spill over again. It's hot. The spin, this collapses. It's going to be great. Man. It's Can't going wait. to be fantastic. On that note, we're going to wrap up with two more quick questions for you guys. One, Ooh, okay, your so, favorite. Oh, not trivia. Not trivia. I'll wrap. I'll do uh, one final trivia. Okay. This one is. Yeah, we your need favorite a tiebreaker. Me- favorite memory from Border Gavaskar Trophy, uh, and then predictions. So, Jared, let me start with you on favorite memory between these two sides. Let's say between these two sides. It doesn't have to be. It's so stupid, my favorite memory, but it absolutely is. It was when Sawag was going crazy. I think it was at Perth against Stuart Clark. And you had, I think, I think Sawag just went, fuck it, I'm at Perth, right? I'm I'm just going to swing. And Stuart Clark was just like, like, it was just a beautiful uh, memory. It's such a nerdish thing to remember, uh, but it, it's always been something that I remembered that, that the two uh, the two guys going at it who come from very different styles of of cricket um, and both had their own things going. But it just it's a perfect match of you know uh, bowler and batter. Um, and uh, yeah, that, I mean, so that's random. what was that? That must have been Bastard Monkey Gate series, was it? I'm trying to remember. Was that? That would have been 08, I think, probably. I think that's 08, yeah. Yeah. Which is um, hit, yeah. yeah um, but yeah, that's the one that for whatever of all the stupid things that happened. I suppose Ishad Sharma coming out with the with the two left gloves was I mean, that's a classic of the genre, right? Yeah. My uh, uh yeah, I, mine is more a little more recent, I'll say. For me, there's something magical about the moment where I think it was Ashwin and Vihari were sharing a chest guard uh as they were both just injured trying to bat out for a draw. That is just those those few overs or that those few hours of play will stay with me, I think, forever. Just in, in a timely reminder, Vihari hurt himself oh. again. Yeah. Um, DJ, favorite memory? There are and we, and many, by the man. way, we got some great ones from all of our listeners. So we'll share that back on Twitter for you guys to go watch. But yeah, DJ, there's just one. too many. I mean, from Dravid kissing his cap after like the 72 to chase down the runs at Adelaide, right? Like that was, I think, the first time India had beaten Australia away from home. We'd beaten, in, in my living memory, we'd, 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 beaten Australia at home, the Sachin, the Warren versus Sachin series. But we used to go go to Australia and get thrashed. And it was proper thrashings. It was like 
3-0, 4-0, Harper giving Tendulkar out when I hit his shoulder, all of that stuff. It was horrific. And so watching Dravid, I think, kiss his his cap after hitting that square cut off Stuart McGill, I think that will stay with me for a long time. Of course, there are more recent things like Pant hitting the ball down the ground. And uh, there's more dramatic stuff like uh, the series where um, where Lakshman was shouting at Ojha and there were scrambling singles at Mohali. That was probably out on DRS if you look back at it, to be honest. I, I should know better at this straight. point than to ask you for one memory, right? Yeah, you should. I mean, there's so much, right? Like, I, so I stopped much. with one, and I went to Cummins's cutter to KL Raul, where he bounced him out with a cutter, which we don't yeah. talk about enough, but is ridiculous. And the Boomerang slower ball at the MCG last that ball before lunch. Uh, you can you that's this is why this is the best series. You can have the Ashes that have gone from 1877 or whatever, but this is much better because it's it's more important and better I'm, quality cricket. I'm with you, and we've just lost any English fans who ever listened. We to don't have any English fans, but we're okay with it. After after all the uh, spin we laid out last time, the all right, guys. Final trivia question, and then I'm going to ask you uh, to predict the series between India and Australia. Who has made the highest individual score? And can you in Test cricket when India has been playing Australia? And can and if it's if you if you both get it, then I'll ask you to tell me how much it was in closest to a win. This was a I now remember it, but it was a surprise for me. Oh, you remember it? Okay. Well, no, no, um, I looked it up. No, no, I now it now came back to me, but I would not have guessed it. I'll tell you that. So I had to make the questions harder as we went. Oof. I see. I thought it was when you, when you said now I remember it. Originally, I thought maybe it might have been Bob Simpson's first hundred, but maybe that wasn't against India. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, it is the Border Gavaskar Trophy, so it, it means. It so it is a bit more modern than that, yeah. Between since 1996, at least, we're getting some guesses in the chat. Some people are getting guessing Lakshman. I'm not telling you whether that's right or wrong. I'm just saying. Lakshman I think that was 281. I, mm-hmm. Oh wait a minute! What did Michael Clark make? Didn't he make? Didn't I have to watch him back? 329 is what he made. And he gave a press conference after at every drinks break, and Mark Nicholas was running up the stairs with him. So is it that one? It is. It is Michael Clark three twenty nine. But it kind of feels like you collaborated a little. Half a point each. Half a point each. Let's call this a tie. We're a fair and equitable kind of Um, show. So that series, if you just want, so he batted without stickers on his bat, and then what's the Indian company that sponsored his bat? Was it Spark? Spartan. Was it Indian, Australian, or I don't even know what company, but they got his um, thing. And so the guy from NDTV asked Michael Clark a question in the press conference about being sponsored by Spartan, right? And we then went out, it was in Adelaide, we went out drinking with some of the Australian players that night and it turned into, I don't know if you guys have ever been to like an Adelaide nightclub with a sticky floor, but it was one of those places. And there's like a VIP area where all the Australian players are. And we weren't allowed in there. So the, uh, so the Australian players we knew came down to drink with us. And so next thing you know, everyone's going crazy because, you know, uh, Ryan Harris is like pouring drinks down people's throats. And, and Michael Clark, who's not really this kind of guy, comes over and, and he sees, and I'm chatting to the NDTV guys, who was my mate, and he says to him, you asked that question. And he's like, yeah. And then I don't know how this happened, but suddenly we were, we we started doing. You know when you sort of dance and chant at the same time around in a circle. Very, you know, two two thirty in the morning. If you've ever been in Adelaide, yeah, that's about when right. it happens. Yeah. Okay. The name of Spartan Spart- 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 over and over again, and it's like NDT cameraman Dan Brettig, <laughs> me, 
um, NDTV, uh, NDTV host Michael Clark going around in circles just yelling Spartan. It's still one of the most surreal moments of my life. So, that, yeah, I did see him make a lot of runs that series and it still ended up weirder than the actual 329. 329. That's a great story, Jared. All right. So we tied our trivia game at one and a half points apiece. I'm hoping we don't tr- we don't tie the test series, but I'm going to ask you guys for your predictions. DJ, I'll come to you first on this one. Prediction for the four-match test series in the Australia? Uh, so it's Nagpur, Delhi, Dharamshala, Ahmedabad. Um, I'm going to go safe. I'm going to say 4-0 to India. Oh, let's do it. All right, Jared, those are fighting words. What do you think? Uh, 3-1. Yeah, that was a safe. That was a safe yeah. one where you have one slip up. Well, I think I, I think Nagpur. I don't really know. I don't know what Nagpur does anymore. But it it could also be the draw there. So um, and but uh, you know up north, I think Australia have a pretty good chance. I, I think Australia is too good a team to come back without a win. Um, considering we saw a fairly ordinary English team uh, win over there um, last Joe, time. Joe so. Root got a hundred, double hundred. Uh, but yeah, that's but, when the pitches were good. So the question is, what are we going to roll out? Well, that, but that's what I kind of, I, I, that's what I mean. I think Australia's a slightly better team. They only need maybe two pitches that, that mm. suit them or just, you know, nullify India a little bit more. Um, and they've got a chance of, of winning over there. I, I don't think they'll win, but uh, winning a test match is not beyond uh, them. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to go, th- I'm going to go 3-0. So I think that's a one draw. Nagpur, right? Nothing I, interesting has ever happened in Nagpur. There we they go. They told me it's the home of oranges. I fucking I looked everywhere. I didn't see a single orange. I don't know <laughs> what the hell they're great, talking about. That's a great fact. <laughs> Gentlemen, this has been great. The Border Gavaskar Trophy brings out the best in all of us. I'm so excited. By the time we're here next week, I think the test match maybe I mean, maybe done in a couple of days. It'll be over well, by the weekend. But it but should be no. in uh, it should be in its in its best days. Jared, thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure to chat with you, especially right in the Australia. I know there's uh, gonna be a lot going on and we'll be I know there's lots of shows. Do you want to give a quick plug for the network for any of our other shows? For, for yeah, any, yeah. Listeners? Well, we've got the Australia on 99.94 and India on 99.94. Um, and of course, if you're listening to this, I'll probably steal this broadcast off these guys and put it on my podcast as well. So make sure you check out Edges and Sledges as well and subscribe to everyone and uh, make us all happy. Awesome. We're at One Tip One Hand on all the social medias. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button and the subscribe button. Send us in your questions, comments, tweet as the test series gets going. We'll be excited to engage with you all. That has been our show. Thank you for joining us and we will see you next week. Mm-hmm.